We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. This week, it's a victory pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy Dan. Dan, you been slapped by anyone this week? No, no, no. Just by the just by the winning bug, man, and just by the three points bug <laughs> in my face, dude. Vroom, vroom, giddy up. I'm excited, and go. I got a stat for you right off the bat. Okay, uh, Sporting KC's undefeated when you were out of town. <laughs> <laughs> that's true this is true all right everybody see you i'm gonna go out of town this weekend you never <laughs> can we i guess we'll just start the petition to ban jimmy from children's mercy park forever see look i don't like the way this is going because it started with i already got tweets we got tweets that are like do not let a certain someone make predictions so it started there and now it's escalating to you have to leave the area geographically yeah. pretty soon it. it's going to be like you're not allowed to be in the country and then it's eventually it's going to be like let's just kill jimmy Oh, Jesus. Just sacrifice them to the sporting gods. Well, you just got that dark <laughs> energy, you know. Not, we got to cleanse your aura, my man. Apparently. We got we to gotta fix it. It's, uh, there's lots to talk about in soccer, outside of soccer. People be slapping each other. It's, and, and the takes about that are the worst I've seen on all yeah. accounts. I got, I got no takes <laughs> on it, really. I'm just uh, enjoying watching everyone else uh, pretend they deserve an opinion about anything lost their goddamn <laughs> minds i saw yeah. some, you know judd apatow being like he could have killed him and i'm like oh, let's boy. just relax judd <laughs> and then i saw somebody else being like what does this say about the ukraine russia conflict and the will smith syndrome of responding with violence oh, and i'm like no. let's not we don't need to do that well what about what about the fact that chris rock was actually developing the next strain of COVID, and will smith was like "Uh (laughs) i just look this i i wasn't i legitimately forgot the oscars were on i haven't seen any movies that were up for it this year honestly i'm totally out of the loop Mm -hmm. but then my brother sent me the video and i was like what is happening and then i dove, dove into the rabbit hole and chris rock seems like he was kind of an asshole will smith probably shouldn't have slapped somebody you know that's about where it ends i think well, i love i love the oscars every year it's always a shit show and, and like the red carpet shows always crap and i watch yeah. it anyways and i i like watch the movies man it's kind of like my uh cinephile super bowl yeah like it's uh, a lot of fun and i can kind of make little predictions in my head and we like to watch all the uh like the the shorts and the yeah. docu- documentaries and stuff right. those are always kind of fun so 
Questlove winning an Oscar now for his documentary. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I guess I really didn't understand the message behind that documentary all that much. I don't know if you watched it, but it, I uh, haven't watched it yet. No, it was just a bunch of footage. And I'm like, is that, is that really creative when he just kind of spent time finding footage and putting it together? I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. But I mean, that's what the Beatles like docuseries yeah. on Disney Plus is basically is it's just I like know. 10 hours of them in a room Bro, that was too much <laughs> it was too much i was like what am i doing haven't i seen all this stuff before but nope yeah never before it was seen... cool man it's a, cool and... it's a big week for you we had the i mean if you start with the oscars yep, and then yep. you know current game K, ku's KU in the final four mm. skc wrestlemania weekend it is wrestlemania weekend man it's a big it's big it's big uh uh you know ku's the biggest one probably yeah, I mean, you don't always make the final four every year like that. Just it's, it's not special. guaranteed. You know yeah. what I mean? So you got to. And this past weekend was just phenomenal for uh, <laughs> Kansas fan. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me for talking. <laughs> I have my dog in uh, in the room today, so we'll see if we can keep her quiet. <laughs> well, it'd be hilarious if we both were like, what was that? <laughs> what was what that, dog? Is that on your end? My end? <laughs> no idea. But hey, no, the, uh, you know, Royals <laughs> are doing well in spring training freaking uh ku doing their thing sporting did their thing casey current got a victory uh things are just great dude and, and casey current coming home this saturday so that's pretty cool lots of big news i mean you know wins all around looking forward to uh to everything that's that's coming we'll talk all about the uh the big sporting kc victory uh if you have not left us a rating or review please go ahead and do so Get on yes. uh, Apple Podcasts and 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 li- my dog wants to leave us a, a rating right now. That's what she's saying in in leave dog language. You. Just leave uh, it. <laughs> tell us uh, how much she loves the podcast because she gets to listen to me record it every single week. So well, um, before you jump in, I was told to tell you a story to get your live reaction. I haven't I haven't told you this at all. I've been waiting for a week now. Uh, my wife goes to work. All right. This isn't even soccer related, but everyone's going to want to hear this. All right. This is exciting slash wowzer. Okay. Um, her boss pulls her aside and, and asks, um, so I just, I just have to ask, are you, oh, no. are, are you expecting? Oh no. Your eyes, your eyes right now. I, Holy love this. I wish shit. we were on video and you know, Marissa was already kind of feeling like I, we had a pretty, uh, unhealthy weekend i think we bought a fryer and we did a bunch of onion rings and i've been loving that shit heartburn galore but she uh she she it was like the way her jacket set or something and and uh it really upset her you know upset marissa and it's just like what what year is this by the way what shit uh, yes not that that it makes an hr situation well i was gonna say (laughs) not that it makes it better either way is her boss a man no Oh, well, I mean, still doesn't matter. That'd I just, be, that'd be worse essentially, but, uh, but, but maybe, but, but I'm just like, look, yeah. I thought we all knew at this point in the year of our Lord, 2022, <laughs> do not go up to random people who have yeah. not proactively offered up the information that they might be having a baby and ask them, are you having a baby? And not that it matters no matter what, but you and Maritha, Marissa, I almost said Maritha, <laughs> became Spanish for a second there. Oh, you, you wackly wabbit. <laughs> you and Maritha um, are both very fit people. And it doesn't, I mean, it shouldn't sure. even matter, but like. Fit comes in different sizes though. We do have a little extra weight to us. Well, I mean, we can I can't talk. circles around most people, so. 
I can't talk. I have a hard time finding pants because my thighs are so huge, like, and not because <laughs> oh, of muscle. Like it's, I just, you know, I get it, but like, my God, I cannot believe that that's a thing that happened. That's yeah. awful. It was rough, you know, and I'm not going to slander the person here. It was a very sad situation. Uh, I, you know, when it happened, I of course went off and I was like, what, what we riding, we riding out tonight. <laughs> you, you wanted know? to slap someone ready to slap man will smith 2.0 ready to go but the uh you know it's it was just <laughs> she told me i should tell you she's like wait till the podcast because i you got to get his unique oh reaction God. you know that's hilarious so, there it was it's pretty wild it's not something uh you should really ask anybody and sometimes i look pregnant but it's like you know that's not possible all right, my friend. Well, uh, let's shift because there's lots to talk about with, with Sporting KC and the takes that were flying before the game started. Uh, yeah. They don't talk about us much on extra time, but when they did talk about us or when they write about us on MLSsoccer.com, they have some takes. And I don't know if you saw what they wrote or what they mentioned on, on extra time where they were talking about this was before the RSL game. They were talking about teams that need to worry. And if you look at the article they wrote on MLSsoccer.com, Sporting KC was the very first team that they mentioned. And they talk about how we're a perennial contender, but then they're like, they're 12th in the West Western conference standings with three points from the first four matches. And, you know, you know, Ilya left and Alan Polito's injured. And it just, they really were talking us up as if we're like already count us out. And even Doyle, he's quoted in here saying like, I still bet on Peter Vermees to figure most of it out. But even figuring most of it out might just push this team to the fringes of playoff contention rather than being the sporting Kansas City we've known every year since 2010. I don't know. What are yeah. you, it seems I like mean, a little overreaction, right? So I guess we had to turn around and uh, beat the best team uh, in the league, for God's sake. So, I mean, I just I, – I don't know, man. Why, why, why these overreactions so early in the season? Like, have they not – they've been it's not like they're new to the company they've been in these positions for a while right a lot of these guys that write the articles and stuff and the girls and they uh i don't know is it it's do they not notice that they're gonna look stupid later like what how many times have they written bad things about seattle and then seattle comes and does the damn thing and so i'm just not taking anything to to heart with what people are saying right now because right now everybody's a lunatic like there's just a dumb dumb lunatic and it's just i'm annoyed i guess when you need a lot of content every week for a 90 minute podcast and to cover every team with multiple articles oh, a day on mlssoccer.com or whatnot you need to come up with storylines but i was just like i mean this is what we said last week everybody relax like there are a lot of injuries in the midfield right now there were two injuries up front with our most prolific goal scorers or two of our most prolific goal scorers from from last year are starting wingers like there's new players on the back line like everybody just take a chill pill honestly including doyle and mlssoccer.com and you know i think there's still plenty to work out but i think the rsl game that we're going to talk about here kind of validated that like okay is this team a work in progress yes it, are they going to probably figure it out to a certain extent yeah so i think everybody just kind of got to chill we don't and we don't know if they're going to figure it out but maybe wait till uh maybe wait till freaking may or june to start you know saying that they're not like i mean you got us open cup coming back at us like there's so many so many things that could happen to other teams as well 
And like, I guess I'm just glad we had these little injuries early on and yeah, they're taking care 100%. of them. They're taking care of themselves and they're back looking strong. So mm-hmm. there you go. I mean, so if you look at the lineup, this is largely, I think, what we predicted knowing uh, Marinos Janis is out, um, Logan and Denbe is out. They're both with the international teams. Um, so we had a starting lineup, you know, back line, Ben Sweat got the start again, Fontas, EC, and Zusi in front of Amelia, to be expected. Uh, midfield, Felipe Hernandez, Remy Voltaire, and Roger Espinoza. Seems like, I mean, Felipe and Roger are playing kind of dual eights but Felipe gets up in that attack and and it's really interesting to see him kind of become the default backup number 10 and he likes to push out wide on that left side it's it's interesting well dude coming into this game as a fan I was like well guess I'll go out to the game and uh watch some soccer like I just I didn't have any good expectations for this game I was like let's It'll be a fun environment. Here we go. And then you see that Shallowy and Daniel and, and Kyrie's on the bench. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. everyone is available that was hurt. And so that became instantly, I became instantly more excited when I saw the lineup. Yeah. And, you know, it was nice to see Kyrie back available for selection after injury. We still had Voinovich starting between Shallowy and, and Russell, which I like, get him some more experience. And, He's going to score one of these days and we're going to get him on this podcast. I mean, he get he gets in some dangerous spaces, but doesn't really, uh, you know, the finishing's not there right now, but it's like, dude, as a newcomer, he's already had more minutes than most newcomers would potentially, you know, normally have. Oh yeah. I mean, he got thrown to the fire and fast, like starting oh, yeah. as his first appearance six days after he came here. And I, you know, again, he hasn't gotten on the score sheet yet. I think he's working his way into getting some chemistry. I mean, last week he didn't get to play with Shallowy or Russell. So this is what yeah. his third, third game, you know, with the team. Uh, it's only his second with, with Shallowy and Russell, like the midfield has been different behind him. You know, he doesn't have Gotti Kinda to play with them. He doesn't have Remy Voltaire playing his preferred eight. So like, I think, this has been a patchwork team as evidenced by Vermees leaving the the 433 formation earlier in the season so i i'm 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 grateful to see that this team came out and at home dominated possession 61 to 39 um had more shots 11 to 9 had more shots on goal 4 to 2 um 200 more passes, a 14 percent better passing accuracy. Like, if you look at this game and you break it down, um, Sporting KC was the better side. Now, if you look at the uh, you know expected goals, um, it was a relatively even game, one-one. Um, but you know, I think this is um, this is a good example of of Sporting KC at home in a close game, able to, to shore up the defense, hold on to a one goal win, get a clean sheet and, and to make some, some good progress. So I'm, well, I'm happy. Luck worked out for us a little bit. You know, Daniel was in some dangerous positions as well and just, oh, yeah. just didn't finish, but you know, Johnny, that it was a, essentially a lucky goal. I mean, you still got to finish it. It's a finisher's goal. Mm-hmm. So kudos there, but like he, and he created that dangerous play, but it, bounced off a defender and kind of fell to him and he immediately slotted it away. So it's like luck works and you got to take advantage of little things like that because uh, if you don't, 
then they could be on the other end, uh, the other end of that, you know, luck, luck works. And, and luck was definitely a part of that. Cause you're right. The ball fell to him, but you got to be in the right spots for luck to work too. Like, it, you know, you have to put yourself in dangerous situations and you have to get to a point where the ball is in the spot where it can get lucky. That's why sometimes when, um, you know, it's a close game and SKC really needs a goal and, and they're in and around the box, but they're really hesitant to shoot. I'm just like, just fire one in and see what happens. Put yeah. it on frame and you never know. Maybe it'll get deflected and go in. Maybe it'll get punched away from the keeper, but they can't scoop it up and, and it's a loose ball. You, you never know. Just put the ball in a dangerous spot. Um, obviously, you'd like it to be a little bit more strategic than just fire it in and hope for the best. But, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do. Um, and, and and this was one of those cases where, where it happened. But you mentioned shallowly. And I think you're right. And I noticed this from like, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was like the sixth minute. It might've even been sooner where he had an, a, a shot. Um, he he kind of got free on the left side of the box and he maybe hesitated a little long, but he ended up pushing the shot wide. But you could tell right away that the threat on the attack that Shallowy brings and, and, and just having that ability on the left side with, with Russell on the right side, it was opening up stuff for the offense that they did not have without Shallowy and Russell in the lineup. Oh, for sure. And, and, you know, maybe the, maybe they, the players and coaches said they really weren't thinking about the revenge game from last year, uh, you know, debacle, but it's like, that's a little bit in their minds and they kind of want to be, you kind of want to clear that. Cause if you lose that game, then it becomes even worse of a storyline and, and it's not, not any fun at all. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I think, um, you know, it has to be in the mind somewhat. And, and it's just a matter of, uh, you know, can you put the emotion aside enough to, to um, perform out there on the field? I think Johnny Russell did that. If you look at what, ha- you know, first half, okay, ends up 0-0. There's some chances. Sporting KC may be the slightly better side, but it's pretty even. And then we're getting to the 60th minute, 70th minute, 80th minute, and we're like, oh, gosh, is this going to be a 0-0 draw where we maybe should have won? Or is this going to be a smash and grab when RSL steals a goal on the counter in the 89th minute that we've all seen before? It was but scary. Zussi puts the ball on the Johnny. And, and you know what? This is my favorite thing about this play. Johnny gets pushed from behind relatively hard by, by an RSL midfielder. And, and he's, in a, he's in a dangerous spot. He's, you know, seven, eight yards outside the box on, on the corner it would be very easy for Johnny to go down there and take a set piece and be satisfied. A lot of players would do that. Uh, but, but this is what I like about this play. Johnny turned, didn't go down. And I think it's, he kind of looks up and sees a bunch of space. Now his pass gets cut off and it probably wasn't going to be a great pass anyway, but the deflection on the pass falls right back to him. And he takes one little touch and slots it in masterfully into the left side of the goal. And that wouldn't have happened if Johnny would have just gone down and settled for a set piece. And well, I think that speaks to his mentality. They kept saying that he always, uh, you know, the players were kind of joking afterwards saying that he, you know, of course he scored. Like we knew he would, his family's here, you know, <laughs> his, his, I think his siblings. And, and he did say, uh, what do he say? His daughter left at halftime. So she's in trouble that she didn't see me score. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, um, it's great, man. It is. And, and, you know, you're, you're right about the luck because his pass was going to be a little too heavy, I think, for Kyrie to get there. It would have ended up just going out for a goal kick. So, yeah, a little luck. But no team goes through a season without having some luck fall their way. No team oh, goes through yeah. a season without luck going against them. But this was a case of Sporting KC, right place, right time. And what did you say last week? 
win all your games at home, you're going to be oh, fine. Oh, boy. MLS Cup, baby. Kustradamus. Dude, we're we're going. And I tell you what, <laughs> the, uh, uh, <laughs> soccer's a very lucky game. Like, you know how many times people in a game, whether it's rec or probably pro as well, they say the term unlucky when something doesn't go their way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, if you're saying something's unlucky, then you have to absolutely say that other things are lucky. Right. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, it's a game of luck sometimes. And it's, it it's, is. it's fun that way, you know? It is. And it's, you know, I, I've had this conversation with family members and whatnot. Like sometimes negative things stick out in your mind so much more than positive things. And we've talked yeah. about it here before too. So, oh, you know, I, I've talked always. about how, losing sometimes feels worse than winning wins. And, and that's a, a take of a privileged sports fan who's had a lot of teams win over their life. But, um, but especially like we as sports fans tend to remember these calls always go against us or sporting Casey's always so unlucky. And, and I think it's moments like these where it's like, okay, this is one of those sort of moments that, that shows like sometimes thing, the ball just does fall our way. And that's yeah. good. <laughs> and pretty fair officiating too. Like, I don't know, these first few games I've been kind of, I don't want to say impressed, but like, okay with officiating. So, I mean, I, I don't know, knock on wood that, you know, that continues. Yeah. Now it's going to be a disaster next game. So. <laughs> yeah. This weekend, man. Uh, <laughs> In Vancouver is just going to be an absolute shit show of officiating. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, big time win for sporting KC one zero hold on for the clean sheet uh, before we get to some of the post game reactions three major milestones that I kind of want to talk about too, that happened in this game. Uh, Tim Melia logged his 200th regular season appearance for the club, which is pretty huge. Uh, Roger Espinoza earned his 300th start for the team in all competitions. And Graham Zussi passed Matt Beasler for SKC's all time. Well, Kansas city going back to the wizards too, all time leader for minutes played. I mean, those are three club legends he, that'll one day be. Didn't he already do that in the other game? I think it was appearances. Oh, appearances. This is, okay. this is minutes played. This is minutes. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure. So I was like, they just they combine some of these stats, and I'm like, I, I'm so confused sometimes. I'm getting older. The brain's getting mush. <laughs> I mean, when, when you have people who play as long as, as Zussi or Melia or Roger or Beasler, sometimes the stats you got to come up with because they keep outdoing all their like main stats. Yeah. So you got to figure out like, Zeusy's now the the guy who's played the most minutes while running on a, a bum left foot and having a headband on with <laughs> hair longer than four inches. Well, did you hear that uh, our best friend Tim Melia at the end of the game uh, spoke to our best friend Ali Trost and <laughs> she, he uh, that he accidentally put on the the two hundred jersey that they gave him. Oh, like I he missed was that. Going to go play the game in that, and That's they were hilarious. like, what you, "Someone said like, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh." That, shoot i got the wrong one <laughs> He's like, i can't do this what oh. <laughs> um that'd have been great yeah it's just you number know, 200 tim <laughs> look he had a good save in the that first half um I, I think tim you know the one thing that you know not not to pull you know the like the dan marino card on him or whatnot but basically the thing that's keeping him from being right there as the best keeper in the history of the club is an mls cup like, you know, you got Jimmy Nielsen, you got Tony Miola. Like, if Melia gets an MLS Cup, which he more than deserves, and it's not really fair to put that on him solely. It's kind of like the quarterback argument, like I was saying with Dan Marino. Is it solely Dan Marino's fault he never won a Super Bowl? No. Does that make him any less of a quality quarterback? 
No, you know, not everybody can be Tom Brady, but it would be like just to validate that much more to Amelia's career, getting him an MLS cup on top of the goalkeeper of the year accolades on top of the U S open cup on top of the best 11. Like that's really the last thing left for him to earn. I know so. they want it bad, man. And it's, you know, a couple, couple not so good goals uh, let in the last game. And uh, it's nice to nice to see him have a hell of a game this time, you know? Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you saw what, what EC said um, after the match on the play of Tim Melia. And he was like, Hey, he's a, he's a legend of the club. Um, the number of saves and what he's done since he's here is unbelievable. He's the kind of keeper at the level of Europe. I've played with so many keepers and I put this guy on the top three of my best goalkeepers. Um, and, and EC's played with some good keepers. He's been over in Europe. Um, that's high praise. And, and it, in a way it makes me a little bit more sad that Melia never got the U S men's national team opportunity. He very much deserved. Because um, the windows just never fell right. And honestly, I think us missing the last world cup, kind of put the nail in the coffin for any chance he would have had because that was sort of like his prime goalkeeper years but mm-hmm. i just wish he could have gotten a cap somewhere to exactly. say he did it that's all right i'm you know may, he probably feels that way too but it's like just worry about control the things you can control you know yeah no you're right so it is what it is but um you know it's like far 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 too early to be talking playoffs or anything but like you know there if uh, you know extra time is going to be out there being like sporting KC's 12th in the Western conference. Oh, look, we win one game. Suddenly now we're eighth in the Western conference and we're two points off third in the Western conference. So like, yeah. everybody relax. Everyone's like, everyone's like mushed together and stuff. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, okay. So we're eighth, but we're so close. It's, it makes, I don't know. Dude, I, I could go on and on about people talking like this. It's just because they need something to talk about early in these, uh, these seasons. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And what better? Oh, the storyline, Sporting KC struggling when they're Western Conference contenders all the time. Well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so now we turn to go to travel to Vancouver, Canada. Um, Vancouver <laughs> is not not great to start the year. Their last game was on March 20th. They lost 3-1. to one. They are dead last in uh, in the Western Conference standings, which we just talked about. Don't pay much attention to the standings right now. But what you can pay attention to is one point through four games is not great. Uh, a goal differential of minus seven through four games is not great either. Um, there's definite opportunity here for Sporting KC to go on the road and and steal a point or three. Um, so this is this is an interesting game for sporting kc i mean i think if you're gonna challenge for a home playoff spot it's for any playoff spot but especially a home playoff spot this is the type of road game where you can go and steal some points that you might not be able to steal when you go to lafc or seattle or colorado or whatnot so it'd be important to pick these up absolutely i mean we don't always do great um there we don't but it'd be nice to change that i guess yeah, the, the last three times we've played Vancouver, one of which was in the playoffs last year, um, but the last three times we've played Vancouver, we've won two of those three games. The two games we've won, we won 3-0, and we won 3-1. So we have a pretty good re- history of thumping Vancouver. Both of those games were at home. Two times ago, yeah. October 17th, we played them on the road of last year. 
toward the end of the season, when we were really trying to push for that first place spot, Vancouver won two to one. And that was a very disappointing road road loss. Well, it so. also seems that, uh, you know, they're saying Johnny and Daniel have really good games when they play Vancouver. So they do. I mean, I'll never for forget. It was, it was really what made Johnny a club legend against Vancouver, that six zero game when he wanted to fight Kendall Waston and there were the two red cards and he had a hat trick. And so, you know, I think Johnny gets fired up. I hope so, man. And Johnny's definitely more fired up to, uh, you know, he, he just scored the 400th goal in, in SKC's all time competitions. You know what I mean? So that's just, that's history books, man. That's something he'll always have. And uh, I think he wants more. He's hungry. I mean, he's become, I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe you listened to us last year where we were questioning how much sporting would have to spend to bring him back and, and if it was worth it or not. But I mean, he's become one of the more prolific attacking players in the history of this club. I mean, he, he's going to be up there with the best. I didn't realize this stat, but if you look at since 2018, uh, Johnny Russell in regular season across all of the league has the third most goals plus assists in the, in, in the entire league. He's got oh, 72 wow. goals plus assists since 2018. There's only two players who have more than him. Those two players are Joseph Martinez and Carlos Vela. That's good company. Pretty big name players, yeah. So Johnny Russell, in terms of offensive players and, 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 and his output on the field since 2018, basically the third most prolific offensive player in the entire league over those years. So I think it's fair to say that that signing has uh, paid off for the club. Right. And my, my favorite thing that happened uh, right before he scored last week was some RSL fan tweeted out, thank God Johnny Russell sucks. And yeah. then, and then the guy who manages the SB nation site replied, he goes, I always hear he's good. And I just think when then Johnny gets his goal. Yeah. So good way to good shut job, up those buddy. RSL fans. <laughs> Sounds like, you know what you're talking about. Right. I just, man, I really do not like RSL. I do not like yeah, well, their fans. That, that little retweet of ours, you know, that that's enough to make you not like them. Yeah. Like to, to say something like that, you know, uh, it's enough to get you blocked when you say stuff <laughs> like that, you know, we'll, we'll get you. That's why but. I just, I mean, I, I don't, I don't love giving attention to the shit posters or the trolls or whatnot, but every once in a while you see something like that. And the, the, the you know, the plan is just a line. They say it. Johnny scores minutes later and there's a gift that the team's put up of Johnny doing the, yeah, keep talking motion. I was just yep. like, you got to do it. You got to do it. And yeah. Like <laughs> you said, you hate to highlight the trolls, but sometimes it's nice to check a troll or two. You know it what is. I mean? It is. So um, anyway, one zero win for sporting KC. I'm not going to make my prediction because uh, you know, we've even had people on Twitter uh, Pacific Northwest SKC supporters who, you know, they're very familiar with, with Vancouver. They say, we know it seems obvious with a winless opponent this week, but don't do it, Jimmy. Don't you jinx this. So I'm not going to make a prediction, No, but do if, if you want to go out oh. and tell us what your thoughts are, <laughs> give a prediction. It's my show. You, so far, there's no coup jinx. I just hair flipped. You See did. Well, we flipped. did get a question about your hair too. So we're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> I saw that, uh, you know, prediction man i think i think we're coming strong dude i think we're getting down there and we're we're getting a victory i okay. really do because like this is to beat rsl like they they were very highly regarded 
as as this season has started, they've been doing great. They beat the teams that are also great. So for us to beat them, I mean, are we MLS champs? Probably. But, uh, you know, time will tell. So I think we ride this momentum wave. Uh, you know, we might have, what, Ndenbe and Giannis uh, back? Giannis might be back. Giannis? So, yeah, I, I, I don't know for sure. But that would but, be nice. You know, Daniel getting full fitness, by the way. Peter mm-hmm. said he wasn't necessarily 90 minutes fit, and he could tell he was starting to cramp up towards the end of the game. Right. So that's kind of wild. You know, and Ben Sweat's not 90 minutes fit. Um, you yeah, know, Ben Sweat had a great game, by the way. We didn't yeah, he talk did. about that enough, but I was very impressed with his uh, ball movement and getting up and down the field. He's working his way back, and you know yeah. he's he's not um, he's not fully able to go a full ninety minutes yet. But I mean, he played what part of one game last year before he injured himself? Like this yeah. is this is it was like a, the first game, wasn't it? Yeah, he he tore his ACL, and this is a big deal for him to work his way back and, and get the minutes he is and 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 this is why they signed a guy like Ben Sweat even if Logan and Denbe is the preferred left back when's the last time we had two viable options to play left back really I mean it's been years honestly so it's, it's been a while it, yeah it's nice to be able to have that guy who I feel very comfortable with in Denbe at left back when he's starting even though it's you know he's he's a very young guy but then for him to leave and have a, a veteran like Ben Sweat step in, who, who's had a very good MLS career, very happy with it. So absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, I think we get. I think we get the thing done, man. Vancouver. Yeah, I. I mean, I hope so. I hope you're right. Certainly you possible. You were about to agree. You were about to agree or disagree. <laughs> I was do it. I was trying to say, uh, if I was trying to think if I should even say I hope so, honestly, because right. <laughs> I don't want to jinx should- it. I mean, are you considered out of town if you uh, just – well, you are you got to drive to, the, like, to the Kansas side. Like, you, you live in Missouri, so if you just drive over here and watch the game. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – I, I don't know. Technically, yeah, uh, if I'm out of town, I'm in I'm – in, you know, I'm not where Sporting KC plays. And I'm not in Kansas yeah. City because I'm in Lee Summit, so I'm out of town. There you go. Exactly. Loophole. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll hope that works out. Uh, let's look at some of the other questions that we got here. Uh, our boy, Bob and weave, one of the OG listeners that we got, Oh, we got a Bob question. We got a Bob question. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Bob says to me, it seemed like they're just an early season form. They had plays that were just a step or two off. It'll be different once we get into a rhythm and are healthy. And here's his question, which I agree with all those thoughts. Bob's a very smart guy. knows the soccer is. And then here's his question. Uh, well, it's more of a thought, but I, I thought it was a question, but I agree with it. He says, it does seem like the midfield needs some tweaking. And I think sure. of all the things, that's probably the biggest thing that uh, not only needs to happen, but will happen because the midfield has been patchwork because of injury. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with all that. And it's a uh, early season uh, it, it, at best, you know what I mean? Early season form. So, yeah, I, I, I think this Bob comes with a very measured take all the sky is falling people like, you know, Hey, five games in we're we're okay. We're okay. Um, The midfield. I mean, you could look at this midfield that's played and, and arguably two of our three starters haven't been available for any game so far. Um, I think the preferred lineup, it would seem is uh, Gotti Kinda 
uh, Remy Voltaire and Uri Rosell. Well, Uri, was he a bit, he, did he get injured in the first game? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But we haven't had Gotti, Remy Voltaire, and Uri available together for any game so far. And Uri hasn't been available. So we've had Voltaire having to slide back to that number six, which he can play. But it seems like Peter definitely prefers him at the number eight. And then since we haven't had Gotti Kinda, we've had to have Felipe step in as sort of that number 10 and Roger in there at the number eight. And I think we all kind of know as much as we all love Roger, he probably shouldn't be a consistent starter at this point. He'll do better to be an enforcer off the bench. So I can't wait to see Gotti, Voltaire and Uri together. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and who knows when that's going to happen. Cause they keep asking how Gotti Keen is doing and, and Peter will just be like, he's on schedule. And it's like on schedule to what? For what? What yeah. are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, we 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 still don't know exactly, um, but we do know that uh, as of Tuesday, uh, Uri Rosell was back in training with Sporting KC. They they list him as questionable. Nice. Maybe we see him in twenty thirty minutes. Um, this is from Daniel Sperry. He said, and and this is why we know there's more midfield tweaking coming. Definitively, we can say so. He asked Vermees if he thought about keeping Voltaire at the six long term. Uh, and, and basically he said no, because Vermees said, well, what he can do up, what he can do for us higher up in the field is important. So that basically tells us Voltaire can play the six. They don't want him to play the six. They want him to be that eight who can be more of the box to box guy. So midfield tweaking coming. Um, Rock, I don't even know how this is Kev Mendo 509. Uh, his username right now is Rock Chalk Kevin with the, nice. the K in, in Rock Chalk. Uh, he says, uh, when Janice gets back, can we safely assume he pushes Roger to the bench and where will Uri go in this new healthy midfield? Uh, so we kind of just talked about that. Uri goes yeah. to the six, right? I think that, uh, yeah, because you want to get Remy back in there, uh, playing a little more forward and not have to stay back. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think Janice while he can play in the midfields, that's not where Sporting Casey brought him to play. They brought him to be a left winger, to be an, a forward. So I don't think he pushes Roger out. I think it's Uri goes to the six, Voltaire goes to the eight, Roger goes to the bench, and, and Janice doesn't have uh, much to do with that. So um, Kev Mendo also says, be honest, how many screens will you have set up for Saturday with the KU Final Four game, SKC, and night one of WrestleMania all overlapping? Say that first part again. He wants to know how many screens you're going to have set up with KU Final Four, SKC, mm -hmm. and WrestleMania all overlapping. Not even, you know, people that do the multi-screens. <laughs> I've it's tried it. Well, I have. And, like, you're, you're really only watching one thing your attention can only ever be on one thing. So why multi-screen? You know what I mean? So I, I really, KU is going to take precedence, but dude, the day could not be set up any better on Saturday. Yeah. Two, two o'clock Casey current. Mm -hmm. That should get over roughly about four. KU plays at five Oh nine. Boom. I'm home for that. SKC plays at seven. Mm -hmm. I'll probably start SKC right after the KU game. Mm-hmm. And I will probably watch the end of WrestleMania and maybe the beginning of it the next day, you know? Oh, you, so you won't try to start it over from the beginning and catch up that you'll, you'll just watch the end live and then go back to the beginning. That's a good point. I don't, I mean, I don't have a DVR or nothing, but I think Peacock 
you can do it on peacock it's a little wonky but you can pause it and go back to the beginning right from right from wherever it is i i think i'd probably just watch it where it's at and then when i'm watching the next day you know stop it when it gets there or whatever okay hey that works that works i'll just know you know i'll probably watch it because i got nothing else to do i might start it from the beginning that night so i'll just know not to uh, not to spoil anything from the beginning for you so yeah i you know i'm gonna get spoiled when stone cold steve austin comes out and kicks the shit out of kevin owens that's already happening we already know like a lot of the a lot of stuff these days are already rumored right you can already there are no surprises because there's internet right i just the olden days man where they could they could surprise the hell out of you that's that'd be cool i miss those days yeah it's it's real hard there's too many leaks now so um let's see pacific northwest skc supporters asks has voinovich ever played on turf before i often wonder how guys from how guys feel coming over from Europe where turf isn't a competitive surface. Uh, it's a good question. Don't know for sure, but yeah, I don't know. I can guarantee you he hasn't played on turf. Like is that BC place in Vancouver? Cause that turf sucks. That's yeah. I mean, I guess we, <laughs> we, we don't want to play there at all. So no, as a team that's riddled with injuries right now, all we can do is uh, hope for good things. It, yeah, why it, is turf why does turf uh why is it worse like can you break that down at all in a health sense is it bad on the hamstrings is that why i'm sore all the time i think it's bad on the joints and the knee. it doesn't give as much like there's there's dirt and grass okay. that gives a little bit more because because there's like concrete under turf oh, okay. so it's 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 very hard on joints gotcha. um and and it doesn't depending on the turf you know modern turf is better than old turf but bc place doesn't have great turf um it doesn't have the same friction for, for the ball. So the ball moves differently across, oh. across the pitch. So it's just, so if you're not modern used, turf, like at Atlanta, Atlanta has got, yeah. Something like Atlanta, or yeah, if you right. go to one of the NFL stadiums, like they, it's still not as good as grass, but, um, but you can tell that um, that's why they have some of those like rubber beads in it a little bit to try to give it a little bit more of that give. And, and it's uh, they try to emulate blades of grass a little bit more instead of just like, carpet <laughs> so it's gotcha. it probably you. hurts to slide on too compared to grass <laughs> i mean i think if we've talked about this i like i played on i played high school football on ku's football field mm-hmm. and uh you know falling down on that and that turf it, it does hurt yeah and the the beads get all in your shoes and stuff so yeah pretty crazy well and that's another thing you have to wear different kind of shoes so your boots aren't the same that you're used to because you have to have special turf boots and it's just everything's no just slightly different huh so it's yeah but i he probably hasn't ever played on something like that so yeah uh let's see here um ron orchard how long will coos grow his hair hashtag long hair boy crew long hair boy crew <laughs> the lhbc we getting it started uh you know that that's a hell of a faction right there no, I think you and Ron founding members <laughs> is, Ron, is Ron growing his hair out. I don't know. I mean, let's, let's, let's do a little bit of investigative journalism here. Well, yeah, get, get, send us a picture. Big daddy. Cool. The, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel I'm just kind of rolling with it right now. Right. And I kind of think like, it'd be cool, man, to kind of grow it down just above the nips right there, okay. <laughs> you know, keeping it sexy, but like, you know, you can throw it up in like a half pony, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to get to be the point where I'm going to have to grow facial hair or people are going to think I'm a lady. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But like, 
I am a man and would rather not get mistaken for a lady <laughs> because at the marathon, did I tell you that? Yeah, we talked about this. That a mm-hmm. lady was like, great job, ladies. And I was like, I'm a man, damn it. <laughs> uh. That was rough. It's okay. Hey, you know what? Shout out to the ladies. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't say anything was wrong. You didn't. No, you didn't I'd at all. Not be mistaken for that. That's you okay. Know, it's, That's okay. But like, yeah, you gotta. It's that pandemic hair keeping it going. You know. Yeah. No, I got you. I can. I couldn't grow my hair out that long even if I wanted to. It would, Why not? It, it just wouldn't work. You I don't, don't want to join the LHBC. I don't think my hair will. I literally don't think it'll grow that long. I can't grow facial hair. Like yeah. it doesn't look good. So I don't think my hair will grow that long. We got the coos dog. We got we got Rob. What was it? Rob? Was that his name? Rob? Rob, yeah. Yeah. Rob. Ron. We got Rob. Ron, we got Ron Cool. Ron Cool. And then I, you got, I cannot uh, confirm nor deny that he has long hair because he's wearing a hat in his profile oh, okay. picture. So and you'd be big gingy, dude. <laughs> I've had a lot of nicknames in my life. That not is that not one. one I've ever heard. Is that not <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's first, it, man? That's so. hey. You should own that, dude. Big Ginge. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, before we move on to a couple other things, um, I do want to get, you know, we don't have Yanis, but did you see the the Golazzo he scored for Cyprus? I did. I mean, yeah. if he can bring that, the SKC, I mean, he gets the ball just outside the box, cuts in on his right foot, and then just fires it from outside into the top right corner off the bar and just a world-class strike. If he can do that yep. for Sporting Kansas City – man, we can be a dangerous offense. Two things to take away from that little moment. One, he can do that. He's capable. Mm -hmm. And two, the man has confidence Mm -hmm. to just do it. Like he gets the ball, takes one touch around the defender and just lets her loose. I mean, why not? It was awesome. Very good touch with the outside of his right foot, lines it up and puts it in a place where the keeper cannot get it. It was a 19th minute goal. Gave him a 1-0 lead. It was beautiful. So I'm excited. I mean, Hey, maybe he goes, gets a goal for the international team, starts feeling a little bit more informed, comes back to SKC. Maybe we see this at BC Place on uh, on Saturday. Hey, that's what it's all about, dude. When people go to the national team and they do well, you bring that confidence back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it just, I don't know. I, I'm excited for him. That was a, a world-class goal. And, and, and an otherwise competition that isn't really important to regular you know uh what am i trying to say regular casual fans mm-hmm. like you know it was a what was it a playoff game against estonia uh what game was it was, yeah for a nation league playout series against estonia so this wasn't world what, cup what qualifying it's just a you know um i, I think it's I don't even know what a playout is, but it's it's part of the this nation's a, league. Uh, they're avoiding the second leg. Uh, they're they're looking to avoid relegation to UEFA Nation League D. So there's different levels of the nation's league, and so they're trying not uh, to go down to the, a lower level. Okay, and then what's you know they don't really tell us much about the team on SportingKC.com, and that you know obviously why would they? They they want to tell us about their player, right? And and keep eyes on their player. Like we don't really care to know about the team if we do we'll go find it you know i mean i can't say that i watched the game either but apparently he almost scored in the first 30 seconds of the match too yeah so that's what they said <laughs> getting some confidence so like seeing that yeah um let's see here uh some other news and notes uh, tangentially about skc um 
Aurelian Colin has retired. Okay. We didn't talk about that last week, did we? No, um, that that happened on on Thursday of of last week. So um, right after we released and, you know, he uh, obviously was was, uh, on the the Sporting KC team that won the 2013 MLS Cup. He was the 2013 MLS Cup MVP. He's a three-time All-Star, made the 2012 Best 11, won the 2012 US Open Cup. It's been a minute since he's really made a significant impact on a team, but um, he's a guy who uh, made a very important impact on the club and and was one of the defenders when I first became a fan of of Sporting KC. So uh, a little bit of an end of a prolific career there, but shout out to him. One thing I'll remember from him is uh, fashion, and he kind of created his own fashion label in kansas city mm-hmm. and they had like a fashion show at power and light mm-hmm. um i was very new to the team and to the league and and following everything so when i saw that happening i was like well shit that's kind of cool uh, it kind of goes beyond soccer you really don't hear that happening too much with uh athletes so yeah very cool so um who knows what he'll do in his post mls career but you know he played um, with SKC, he also played with Orlando, uh, New York Red Bulls, and, and Philadelphia. Um, but you know, his best years were definitely with SKC. It's when he was an All Star from 2012, 13, and 14. He scored 11 of his 16 career goals for SKC. Uh, was was the um, starting center back when SK all four years he was with SKC, and they won the Western Conference twice. So, good career. Shout out to Aurelian Collin. Uh, good luck in whatever is next. Yes. And then lastly, this week, my friend, I think we would be remiss if we did not talk a little bit of U.S. men's national team. Yeah. Potential World Cup on the horizon. I mean, they have all but guaranteed themselves a spot in the World Cup at this point. Why was the storyline circling that said if, uh, like, I I literally think I heard maybe Nate Bucati say this, that if they won Sunday, they'd be in. And it's like, well, that's not true. I think so. There, yeah, it started going around like get four points and you're in. Um, it's virtually true, especially virtually. How, how much they won. They'd have you to can't lose. Say that though, do they have to lose by six goals? Yeah. So, and and that's what um, Connor Bateman asks: uh, Should the U.S. just forfeit so we automatically get the World Cup qualification because forfeit's a three zero loss? They won't. But why the hell not? Like, I don't. I mean, pride, I guess. They've never won in Costa Rica, so they'd like to win. That'd be some real, that'd be a real weak move to forfeit and refuse to play. Just to, like, if you I mean, really are going to be. Money on the line for there's that. There's money. And if you're going to be one of the top rated, you know, teams in the FIFA rankings, whatever they are now, close to top 10, if not top 10, supposedly. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be going into the World Cup with any sort of confidence, this is your last World Cup qualifier. If you're going to be scared of Costa Rica on the road so much that you're worried you're going to lose by more than six goals, so you got to forfeit, that is the exact wrong mentality and exact Agreed. wrong message. They have us at 13. Okay, I thought it was top uh, 15. FIFA I wasn't sure it was up to 10 yet. Well, Mexico's at 12. Um, okay. And we're still above Canada. I mean, it was this was an interesting week for for the U.S. men's national team because there was some some questions, you know, about – Hey, we need four points out of these these last three games. Should Greg Baralter throw out the B team against Mexico and Azteca because you're probably going to lose anyway, and then try to get four points against Panama and Costa Rica? 
which would be a really risky move, I thought. And and Greg himself yeah. didn't rule it out before the game. But then sure. he came out with basically the A-team against Mexico, and they did enough to get a 0-0 draw at Azteca. Dude, they almost did enough to get a victory. Like, it, it was – yeah. That was a late game, too, and I, I stayed up for the whole thing. Go me. I'm patting myself <laughs> on the back because that's tough. Yeah. But it's uh, – there were some exciting moments, dude. Gio Reyna looking like he's freaking – you know, messy over here, dribbling in and out of people. That was crazy run of play. Yeah. I mean, this team has talent uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to set myself up for disappointment come world cup time in the yeah. winter. Cause we could also go out in the group stage and it would not surprise me, Yeah, but you know, there, you know, I like what I see from Anthony Robinson. It looks like we're really starting to get a, a young a fullback developed there. Pulisic against Panama had the best yeah. game he's had in a long time. Uh, well, there's only five spots left and hopefully and four after after tonight yeah canada has already guaranteed a spot their first time yeah. in 30 some odd years so shout out to canada um the u.s and mexico are are, are virtually in like the you know crazy things have to happen for yeah. uh both the u.s and mexico not it to make be it wild in. you know yeah. and i was looking at what other teams could potentially qualify you know scotland um, I'm sure Johnny Russell's keeping an eye on them, as am I, because Ancestry DNA said I'm Johnny Russell's uh, cousin. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But the uh, <laughs> he's gonna have a straight face when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> but they had they were gonna play Ukraine, and obviously uh, that game got postponed because I don't know war. And uh, so I don't know how that qualification is gonna go. You think they just throw that game out and like Scotland, you're in? I don't know. I honestly I have either. no idea. Yeah. It's who knows. I mean, FIFA's a mess with stuff like that. So, well, it's exciting and it's it's here, man. It's a World Cup year, and it's time to it's time to run your ancestry DNA, people, and uh, start talking about you know your twenty three and me and and seeing who to root for. Yeah, I so I think the reason that they said they needed four points is because I think worst they can get right now is fourth place and fourth place gets a play in game to qualify. So um, you, you would, even now they, they can't not qualify totally is my understanding, but uh, they did look a little dumb because they, after they won against Panama, they rolled out a giant banner that they were holding on the field celebrating. And it said qualify 2022 FIFA world cup. And it's like, well, probably, but like you said, if they lose six, zero, they had a the banner. They had a big old banner that says "Qualified 2022 FIFA World Cup," and the players are all holding it and celebrating and whatnot. Even though technically, well, that's weird. Because that's not <laughs> that's not true. Like it's factually, officially, incorrect. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Talk so, about talk about fumbling at the one yard line, right? That's. I mean, God forbid they lose six zero on on Wednesday night on tonight, but. If hey, they man, do, stranger things have happened. Well, that'd be really strange. But if they do, yeah. this is going to be up there with the mission accomplished banner behind George Bush when we were in Iraq for another like twelve years, <laughs> so <laughs> twenty years or whatever it is. Yeah, um, cold, cold takes there. That's for sure. But Canada takes first place in the group, uh, twenty-eight point, or they're in first place right now. They're the only ones that are definitely guaranteed in. Uh, yeah. 28 points. I don't know if you saw Alfonso Davies watching on his Twitch stream or seeing, saw a highlight of it, but when they, when that went final and they, I mean, he just burst into tears because he was so happy. Oh, wow. So, Cause he'll be playing. Yeah. I mean, he's their best player. 
So, yeah. he, I mean, you know, he'll, he'll hopefully be back and, and healthy and whatnot, but uh, really cool moment. I'm excited for Canada and Canada fans. The U.S. currently in second place right now, uh, even on points with Mexico at 25, but have a plus 13 goal differential to plus seven for Mexico. And then this is why it's a little potentially dangerous. Costa Rica's there in fourth. They don't want to be in that playing spot. So they somehow somehow have to uh, have to win by more than 6-0. Yeah. Or 6-0 I mean, or more. Just... But... Well, Burhalter saying that they, you know, they've never won at Costa Rica and that there's a little bit of pride on the line. So they'd like to do that. And I'm like, okay, are you just trying to write this storyline for no reason or, <laughs> or what? Um, oh, look at that. There's a tornado in Leavenworth. That is wild. Oh, is there really? Apparently, yeah. Right now. Great. Uh, Leavenworth and Atchison County. I hate tornadoes so much. It's not fun, bro. You better, yeah, take care of your dog and, you know make sure she's all right i was told this would not be tornado weather what we you they said you it was low low risk to tornado i mean I, I look at the national weather service of kansas city okay i got the weather channel you know the big boy well stay safe everybody even though by the time you're listening to this the tornadoes are all done oh my god so <laughs> stay anyway. safe Leavenworth. <laughs> uh congrats to canada maybe congrats to the u.s men's national team we'll know for sure tonight but i'll be watching hopefully they uh they can actually get a result or not lose by more than five goals to costa rica and we will officially be in for the first time in eight years yes so i'm excited that's about all i got man you got anything else no dude uh you know could be worse we we could be italy you know we don't want to be italy man italy so we could be italy um could be Egypt. Did you see any of the Egypt Senegal game that went to penalty no. kicks? That no. was wild because it seemed like every single fan that was there supporting Senegal had a green laser pointer and was just pointing it constantly at all the Egypt players. And when it was penalty kicks, you see the Egypt goalkeeper just had green lasers all over his face. That's not, not great. good. It's not good. Oh my god. <laughs> it was Dude, wild. People, it looked like a laser light show. People get like nuts, man. What about? What about the Nigeria game when Nigeria didn't qualify? And so mm-hmm. Nigeria supporters were like, we're going to rush the field and fight, you know, like <laughs> it's just People get it's crazy about sports. People get nuts. Mm-hmm. I've never, I don't know. I've never thought like, I need to go, I need to go punch someone. I'm so mad because my, <laughs> my sports team lost like that does nothing for me. And these, these people playing these children's games are like, well, this is my job like i i don't care about any of y'all i'm it's doing not this even for work not even just when teams lose i mean think about like what happens here like teams win a championship and people are like let's go flip some cars that's yeah. like why, why is that the thought process like ku basketball <laughs> wins and mass street is a mess and it's like why you just you're rooting on children these are children in college they're in school playing a basketball game and you need to go riot and tear your city to the ground i don't understand and i'll never understand now i did go to mass street in 2008 when ku won the national championship i did drive up there i didn't do anything lewd other than uh i think i went and peed in an alley you know whoo look out Look out for this guy. There you go. My cousin, <laughs> my cousin's husband's a big Portland Trailblazers fan, and and they have this thing where like they haven't won a a, a championship obviously in a long time. But a couple of years ago, I was up there visiting him, and the Blazers were were 
decent enough that he started thinking like, Hey, we can make a run in the playoffs or whatnot. And he told me, he's like, I got a go pack for, for if we win the championship. And I was like, a go pack for what? He's like, cause we got shit to do. And I was like, what does that even mean? What's that mean? I don't know. He's just going to grab his go pack and run out into the city and start doing stuff. And I was like, okay, let's just what, relax. What's in there? Like drugs and fireworks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Apparently the Blazers do have this thing where there's a crown that's like sideways on top, uh, like on the ground. And whenever they finally win a championship, the idea was they were going to lift it and put it on top of the stadium. And they did this like 30 years ago or whatever. And they just oh, haven't won Lord. a championship since. So it's just rusted out on the ground and has just stayed there forever. He's got a, a go bag. He's like, I've never done cocaine, but I've got cocaine. <laughs> you know, but I tell you what, uh, you know, I was in, in the, in the, in the crowd, in the audience, like it's a theater in the crowd <laughs> of a KU football game when they beat Texas and they like, weren't known for ever beating texas and my buddy i'm with who's a grown man like 10 years older than me maybe mm-hmm. and he te- we're about to win this damn thing with like a field goal or some <laughs> shit i maybe it was overtime can't remember and he tells the he tells the guy this kid working the, the fence and he goes you better just open that right now i'm, I'm gonna rush the field and i'm going what and the guy goes i can't do that and he's like you better now my buddy is a very large man. And <laughs> so he's like, the guy, the kid's not going to stop him. We win. We all run out there. Receivers are giving kids their gloves. <laughs> the fans are tearing the goalpost down. Oh, it's man. an embarrassment, Mayhem. but like I was part of it and just, <laughs> just stood and watched. I was like, this is yeah. insane. <laughs> I don't think I've ever rushed a field or court really? or anything. So it's an interesting feeling, especially when like, it's KU football and they won like two games and you rush it on that final game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like KU football doesn't get wins all the time. So hey, KU football, you got to celebrate the weather. All right. You got <laughs> you to find those little things, you know? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's why KU is a, ba- uh, a basketball school. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that's about all we got this week. That's so. it, dude. We have, we have padded this podcast full of, nonsense and uh vitriol (laughs) and all that so here we are that's right well thank you all so much for listening uh hopefully y'all got through the storms okay uh make sure you leave us that five star rating and review on apple Podcasts or on spotify if you have not yet done so uh follow us on twitter and instagram at no other pod at dan kuzer at jc mac zero three like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com and get your merch at bitly.com slash no other pod Hopefully we'll be back next week with our back-to-back victory pods. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Tornadoes are coming.